Welcome, 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 welcome everyone to uh, the new Two Filthy Punts podcast. Uh, follow us all on Instagram, Two Filthy Punts. Uh, just like to introduce myself, I'm Anthony Heppel, I'm one of the Filthy Punts, and my colleague Alex, do you want to go? Yeah, just to clarify, that's a capital P for punts. And <laughs> yeah, basically we got together, you know, having a bit of fun, we're not taking it too seriously. We do hate the bookies and we just want to beat them a little bit. And if we can offer anyone a few tips to do that. And then we just like to talk about sport. We're getting old. Amsi's especially really old. Um, that's about it. Yeah, I think that sums it up perfect. I mean, we've got some merch coming as well. You know, support the movement. Like, subscribe, follow, comment, give us shout outs. Tell us, tell us if we're doing well. Tell us if we're not doing well. In fact, if we're not doing well, it's even easier. Just back against us every week and make loads of money. Right, right. We'll find Listen, I know obviously the public are going to love me, uh, only fans, you know, the merch is on its way. Um, but, you know, if you want me to get them a co-presenter in the meantime, a sexy young female, let us know. <laughs> also, before we, before we start, Ben, I think we've got to give a big shout out to our backroom staff. Uh, we got Baker, who's doing all the creative content, all the logo and stuff. Took him a while to get going, but I think we can agree if you go on the Instagram page, the logos are absolute fire. And then... We've got Dave, who's going to be doing all the producing in the background. I mean, he left us hanging for a while. To be fair, Dave did. I didn't think he was going to pull through. But to be fair, he set up all the Spotify. And in the future, we're going to have the uh, YouTube channel and all the Instagram channels. So, yeah, big shout out to the backroom staff, don't you think? Yeah, it's good stuff. So, right, should we get into it? Let's go. Okay, should we go on to the football? What do you reckon? Football. Chelsea. What's going on with Chelsea right now? Right, let's... <laughs> I love Grandpa. That is sound. Like, let's be honest. Anyone who's taken the Chelsea manager job ain't doing it for more than two, three years. I mean, what did Tuchel do last season? So obviously, season before won the Champions League, ended up in two cup finals, and to be replaced already by what looks like the American owners wanted a bit more of a yes man and someone who's going to support their movement within the club. Yeah, a bit of a weird one. I think Graham Potter, yeah, for a yes man. Is he really going to be successful at Chelsea? I think, no. I think the the biggest shock for me is, I don't know if you heard on the news, didn't the owner come out this week and said he wanted to do an all-star game, North and South? Did you hear that? I'm not being funny, right? Because you may as well just do the rest of the Premier League versus Manchester City and Liverpool. I'm <laughs> <laughs> Nick Pope. I'm Nick Pope. <laughs> We've got this whole influx of American owners. We've got is it FSG and Liverpool. You've got the Glaziers. Well, how long they're going to be in for? You've got Chelsea. This whole Americanization franchise of football is coming. We can't deny it. It's going to come. We can't stop it. No, and I think we all worried and everyone did the protests about the Super League. But I think they will try and con contribute different ways towards that. That idea will always be in the back of every owner's head. Um, going forward and you know I listened to the Arsenal owner a couple of years ago or it was last season but they brought it through and you know the reason they really wanted to do it is that they don't want to feel that they're missing out as part of that top six going into the Super League and you think the more and more clubs that are going to be offered it on the plate yeah it's not looking good I do think it's good to have some American owners with some fresh ideas um, but yeah you need relegation you need promotion you need true competition in football and it needs to stay that way yeah, I've got the solution. I've got the solution. And people ain't going to like it because they all like their uh, TV sports, sitting in front of the TV, 12 o'clock through to 8 o'clock on a Saturday and watching everything back to back. Got, you, got your solution right here. You ready? Non-league football. I'm telling you, non-league football. Get back to your community. Get back to your roots. Up the wakes. Born town. That's where it's at. Non-league football. Drinking pints in the stand. Get on. 
or Saudi Arabia investment funds. And I even like Stop the American sports owners, get the Saudis in. That's the way forward. <laughs> for, for anyone obviously listening, I'm a diehard Newcastle fan. Uh, and yeah. Anthony is a Nottingham Forest, but mainly now supports Bourne. Bourne yeah, Town. Thought... Yeah, it's, it's a place in Lincolnshire. Do you want to elaborate? Yeah, yeah, that yeah. Is actually... It's the bottom rung of non-league football and very, very uh, semi-professional slash not professional. But I love it. I mean, a Forest season ticket for how long? I can't even remember. But I fell out of love with football. Just COVID and everything like that. I fell out of love. But non-league, much prefer it. Local communities, local engagement, good, good people good beer that's what it's about anyway we're not here to talk about non-league football have you got any bets for this weekend football any bets you, you fancy yeah i do and i've been back and forth i'm gonna start with i'm gonna go with a canelo fight right. okay so i've been back and forth and i just okay so here's my thought process behind it so the first two fights obviously i think the first one golovkin won i did think he won that fight and the second i did edge to canelo i know people saying golovkin did win you know both of them but i do think it should be it was even it's 50 50 um golovkin i thought won the first and canelo won the second so what should have happened is that trilogy fight then and there okay what didn't happen was golovkin didn't really push himself out the boat. So he ended up staying in his weight division and um, defending against boxers. I mean, if I, I, I'll put you on the spot. If I said to you, what was Canelo's last three fights? You'd probably be able to tell me. You could probably tell me at least a couple of the guys Canelo had his last three fights against. If I asked you who were blocking yeah, yeah, Well, no, no, let me see if we can do that. I mean, you're a bigger boxing man than I am, but you've got um, you, you, the Bivol fight, which you lost. Yep. yep. Is it Billy Joe Saunders? Absolutely smashed him apart. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, it fractured his eye socket, didn't he? It was brutal. Yep. Mm-hmm. I can't remember the other one. Kovalev. Oh, and Callum Smith, you've got in that mix. So let's just think where they've gone from after their second match. You've got Canelo, who's gone up to different weight classes and fought real high contenders. He's got Kovalev, Billy Joe Saunders, Callum Smith, and uh, who was the other guy? Sorry. Uh, Bibble. And yep. then you've got Golovkin. Who's for? No one. Did, did you watch? Did you watch? Did you watch Triple G's fly fight in Japan? Wasn't it Japan his last fight? Yeah, and he didn't look good. He, he the got first all rounds. First he, all rounds. Yeah. No, actually, let's backtrack. Let's backtrack. Big shout out to Japanese boxing. I tell you, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna have a pint to Japanese boxing right now. Do you know why? What a time of day to have a fight on a Saturday. It was like lunchtime. It was great. You know, you didn't have to stay up till four in the morning. Japanese boxing's the future. Anyway, carry on. So I was going, and I meant going big, on Canelo stopping Golovkin. Now, the reason I thought this, I thought, do you know what, Golovkin, he, he's, he's took some punches in his last few fights that he shouldn't have had. He hasn't looked as good. He hasn't had the same competition. And Canelo, as we've just mentioned, has been fighting real world-class opponents. He's had the odd one or two. I remember he fought that Turkish guy where he knocked him out in a few rounds. He's had the odd one or two where it's not been real serious competition, but compared to Golovkin, they're elite. They're world-class better. But then when you watch the fights back with Canelo and the big punches he landed on Golovkin, he didn't really rock him. And even now I'm debating and changing my mind. But if I had to pick, I would go late stoppage Canelo, if not points. But for the purpose of this, because I'll get your opinion after, Anthony, I'm going 9 to 12. Or 10 to 12 stoppage for Canelo. Oof. So you're talking last quarter, last third of the fight. 
Can I, okay, okay. Well, I've, well, I, I, I looked at the same fight, and obviously you're you're the boxing guy, but I'm I've, I'm backing Canelo eleven to ten on points. I think that's good value. You know, just over W money, Canelo on points. I see it going the distance. Yeah, I just want to shout out because uh, as well as I know bits about boxing, my friend Chris, um, who if he's listening, will absolutely kill me because he is the guy who has given me a lot of tips in the past, a lot of outside and boxers that have just won, and he's won me a lot of money in terms of these tips. Um, but he again has said, no, don't be stupid, Canelo points. However, I'm going to go on my own gut feel on this one and just say stoppage. So, so if you go with your head, it's Canelo points, but if you go with your heart, it's a stoppage. Yeah, do not bet Golovkin. I mean, that. if anyone who thinks that this is the same Golovkin that's fought that first or second fight, he's not. It's ch- he's four years old now, Triple G. Let's, you've got to see, he's got to be slowing down. He's a machine, granted, but... Anyway. It, could, it could be. It could be his retirement fight. Absolutely. It's a big money spinner as well, so it might be his uh, sign-out. Yeah. And, and also, big news in boxing this week, so the Lara Wood fight, that's off. Uh, you were going, yeah. yeah, we had tickets. Wood was a two-to-one outsider. Uh, He's always the outsider, though. He was the outsider for Zhu Chan. He was the outsider for Michael Conlon. He, he likes being the outsider, and he always comes up Trump in the 12th, 12th round, but... Yeah, uh, but I do think this was a closer. But to be fair, Conlin and Lee Wood, one of the best fights uh, we went. It was absolutely fantastic. One of the best what afternoons. A what a night. Absolutely incredible. But I think Lara is, well, is Lara a different level or is Josh Warrington at it? But I think Lara is different level. I do think this is a, a real tight 50-50. And for definite, someone was getting knocked out. I would have gone, obviously, the 2 on Lee Wood um, on the 24th, but like you said, it's not going ahead no more. So that it, news it, is sort of break out. But here's the best news in the world because I couldn't go on the 24th because I was going to be coming with you when it was announced, everything like that. Because producer Dave and I, we're, we're going to be going to play Lego Star Wars. I don't know if that should be in the content of a sports podcast, but I was trying to get out of it to come to the boxing, but now it's cancelled. So producer Dave, we can go and geek it up. You can get your geek on with me and we can go for some beers and things like that. Anyway. Carrying on boxing news, we've got Eubank, Chris Eubank Jr. and uh, Ben. What you, what's your thoughts on that? See, it's been, I don't know, it's a master game plan from the Eubank team and his father. So obviously in recent days, you've had Eubank Sr. Obviously saying he doesn't want to lose another son. He's not letting Eubank Jr. drop to the weight cut, which he agreed on. And then when you look at Eubank Jr. across social media, he's eating KFC buckets, saying he's having his days. He's saying he's abstaining from sex for just two weeks instead of eight. He's having bargain- cheat days. He's having bargain buckets to himself. <laughs> <laughs> no, exactly. So I don't know. It would be very, you can't play the act and pull out because the whole public, everyone will hate you. You lose your credibility, your reputation. And don't forget Eddie Hurd with the zone. We tried, we tried to get tickets to this. They sold out in, what, one minute 30 or something like that? Because Eddie Hearn puts it all on stop up. It was ridiculous ticket sales. Don't forget Eddie Hearn. If he doesn't have this, he's only got, obviously, he's got no big UK paper. No. He needs Chris Eubank Jr. versus Conor Ben. And, and, and again, we've had different... If Chris Eubank Jr. pulls out, do you know whose fault it's going to be? Frank Warren. <laughs> <laughs> Every oh, time. I, I, I would like to get some odds on that. And that'll be my filthy punt this week if I could get some odds on Frank Warren getting late. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but if that fight does go ahead and we'll probably talk about it closer to the time, I, I, I see you back doing it. I really do. I, say, I know Connor Ben is his natural walking weight at that weight, but he's going to box that. So it's a lot easier for him. Eubank really has to cut. Um, 
I just fancy you, man, Junior. I think that, you know, there's weight classes for a reason. He's you not Canelo Alvarez. I'm, I'm, I'm fully on board with Ben. I think Ben's got it. I think he's got him at that weight. Oh, time will tell. But we'll talk about that closer to the week. Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll maybe get some special guests on, some boxing experts as well for that for that part. We'll give that closer to the mm-hmm. time. We'll look at the odds and stuff closer anyway. Um, I want to just quickly brush on AJ Fury. Do you think it's going to happen? Yes or no? So, listen to Eddie Earn. Um, yesterday coming out obviously saying that you know we've verbally accepted and we've verbally agreed to do this he's spoken to Frank Warren's son they haven't signed or done any contracts yet so my first point is don't forget everyone it's been announced but it's only verbal agreement that's like me saying okay I'm ready to fight Fury the same thing do not jump <laughs> on the bandwagon my hey, second just, point just wait, 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 wait stop there for we, we all met, we met Fury the other day he was doing a Q&A only and my god that man is huge like his fits well, are the size of your head. I will uh, talk a little bit more about that when we go up yeah. to what I've been up to in a couple of weeks. <laughs> yeah, but, well, carry on, carry on. Point, point two um, was the fact that Eddie Earn has already stated the most difficult part is the broadcasting. He said, you know, it has to be on the zone and BT. Now, the thing with BT, obviously, it's got public viewing. He's always, always going to have a higher percentage of viewers than the zone. We know that for a fact. But what the zone has marketed really well, like they have with Canelo Alvarez, and some other worldwide superstars, they've got the rest of the world watching the zone. So it is, when you think about it, a 50-50 split when you've got the whole British public who are more likely to watch BT and you've got the rest of the world that are more likely to watch the zone. It could happen. They could really split it 50-50. But I don't think any promoter is going to want to do that. I think BT will want a 70% and then the zone 30%. If they do split it down the middle, the fight goes ahead, honestly. I don't think it will. And why would they want to do it at the stadium in Wales? I know it's got the roof, but you could do 110,000. They'd get the agreement with Wembley. Wembley would allow the extra allocation and make it the biggest night in boxing history. And that's what I think will still happen in the summer of 2020. I just can't see it going ahead. Something's going to, Warren's going to blame Hearn. Hearn's going to blame Warren. I'd like to see the odds on it. I don't know if you've seen any odds on it. Is it going to actually happen this year? Because I don't think it will. But if it is, I've got an issue. It's the Mrs. Birthday weekend. I've got to work out a way of getting to Cardiff. It's going to be, well, it could end in divorce, Alex. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I would love nothing more than that if I'm honest, Anthony. <laughs> hey, you've cost a few in your lifetime. Just add mine to the list. <laughs> right. I think we've done boxing. Do you want to do you want to move on? Yeah, I've got no other bets apart from the, the Canelo. I really I'm what, what I'm advising everyone here is to not bet Golovkin. It's not really going out there and saying, you know, this is what's going to win you money. It's just a safety. It's a health and safety tip. Don't bet on Golovkin. <laughs> yeah, I completely agree. Oh, oh! Before we move on, do you want to? Oh, what a weekend in UFC madness! Absolute madness! Do you want to bring over old speed? What happened in UFC? Sure. So I was quite fortunate at the time to be watching the live uh, weigh-in show at the UFC, and I've got to give the UFC credit because they are the only company in sports that ha- would be able, able to do this and and use the pulling power that they have to market this. It is absolutely fantastic. But we'll go into it. So we obviously had our main event, which was Nate Diaz. Nate Diaz's last part of the contract for the UFC. You know, he is the stone cold Steve Austin of the WWE. Nate Diaz is the guy that says, you know what? Fuck you, UFC. Fuck you, Dana White. I'm doing it on my terms and this is how it is. And everyone loves him for it. He's not a very good mixed martial artist. He's not very good in UFC. He's been never close to winning a title, but he's number one fan favorite out there. And then you've got Kamza Shumayev, 
who is an absolute beast, who was just going to go in there, ragdoll Nate Diaz, and absolute destroy him. Okay, where it went wrong. So, in the co-main event, everyone weighed in. You had Lee versus Tony Ferguson. Now, before that, everyone was saying, Do you know what, Tony Ferguson versus Nate Diaz would have been a good fight. It would have been a big good fight. It would have been exciting for everyone to watch. It's a close contest. So, Lee and Tony, they make weight. Absolutely fantastic. Um, you had Erod versus Kellen Holland. They both make weight. Absolutely fantastic. Nate Diaz comes in, makes weight. Fantastic. Show's about to go. And then Kamzit Shumayev weighs eight pounds over the limit. Now, that is absolutely extreme. So, what do they do? They cannot risk in Nate Diaz's last fight, him pulling out or him not fighting anyone. And this continuing to roll over and roll over and roll over because Nate will just collect more money, more money as time goes by. Okay, for a bigger, a bigger fight. He's already said, you know, fuck you, UFC. I want out. I'm going to fight Shemaev. So the UFC swap all three bouts to make it happen. So Shemaev ends up fighting Kevin Holland. And this is within a 24-hour period, by the way. No other sport could do this. No other sport could pull this off. It's madness. So Shemaev ends up fighting Kevin Holland, who both of them already had like a backstage brawl and they had to stop the press conference. It wasn't like so much with fighting and violence, but, you know, verbal threats, aggressive. They was having to be hold back. Police and a lot of security obviously get involved. Um, we've seen some of the footage already on YouTube if you haven't already. Uh, so, yeah, Kamzit versus Kevin Holland. That goes down. You have Lee versus D-Rod, um, which is a close contest. Neither one prepared for it. And then you had... Obviously, Nate Diaz, so Shemaev. Now, obviously, I had my UFC bets. I had uh, Johnny Walker, who I'm going to give a shout out now. He was an uh, eight to five underdog. Uh, I can't remember who he's fighting uh, against one of the blokes, but Johnny Walker was the underdog who had just come off three defeats, um, was a rising star, but he said in his interview, Do you know what? I've stopped smoking weed. I've stopped having CBDs. Um, you know, I'm looking good. And, you know, I bought it. <laughs> I put him that one. <laughs> I'm no mixed martial art expert. I need that to, the, to, to you guys and the other people. But I can't see how getting stoned is going to get you up for a mixed martial art fight. I just can't see the link. Why would you be doing that? But again, the UFC is the only sport that sort of allows you to get a little bit high. Yeah, it lets you get high. It is American. I yeah. yeah. So if you want to get stoned, it's fine. So he stopped it. He won the first round submission. It was fantastic. So obviously that was in straight in. And then back Lee in the D-Rod fight. Now, it was controversial. D-Rod did win, so I did lose that bet, but Lee looks fantastic. And then I had Kamzat Shemaev, who beat Kevin Holland. He didn't, Kevin Holland didn't mind a punch. Just to let you know, Kamzat Shemaev is probably the best wrestler that we've ever seen. Took him down, choked him out. Easy. Job is a good one. If Kamzat Shemaev did fight Nate Diaz like that, I think the, the crowd would have booed him because he would have absolutely mauled Nate Diaz. And then we went to it. Nate Diaz was focusing. Now, my bet was for this to go under 4.5 rounds. So it's under the sixth round. And now the reason why that wasn't favourite and odds on, and it was to go five rounds, Nate Diaz and Tony Ferguson tend to go the distance. Nate Diaz always tends to go the distance unless he's been finished. And Tony Ferguson, again, neither of them really have that punching power ability to stop someone. So I thought, do you know what? For this fight, I do think Nate Diaz will probably get a submission on him. Tony's not looked too good. He's come off the back of a few bad defeats in recent activity. And it's Nate Diaz's last fight. And again, what happened? Nate Diaz choked him out. So again, I ended up winning three out of the four, which was fantastic for me. Um, and looking forward to the next big pay-per-view. I've had quite a good success in run on the UFC, so that's not been too bad. But yeah, for the UFC to pull the stops, fantastic. Yeah. Sorry, guys. Next, next big pay-per-view, you'll, you'll be putting up some filthy punts for that one, won't you? So stay tuned to the two filthy punts. Right. Uh, 
Don't know if anyone noticed, but NFL is back. And wow, is it back. If you tuned in to the first game weekend of the NFL, my God, the red zone. It was like the best drama you've ever seen. Every game was going down to the wire. Um, the Steelers-Cincinnati Bengals game. I mean, I'm a Steelers fan. My God, I had about four strokes in that overtime. Both teams could have won it. Insane. The Titans game, the the the, the Giants coming back, Cowboys suck, even though everyone was bigging them up. It was just an insane weekend. Um, don't know if anyone spotted... I I. I I shouted this out last week, then I was talking up the Vikings last week, saying the mm -hmm. Vikings are going to have a big year. You've got uh, Cousins and Jefferson. They're going to combine. And I'm, I'm telling people now, back Jefferson on your wide receiving rush, uh, wide receiving yards all season long. He's going to be, you know, Cousins for MVP, Jefferson for your wide receiving. I think Vikings are going to have a big year, really big year. Um, you Anything you want to add NF, um, NFL this week? I thought it was... No, oh. Absolutely. I think I, I watched it with a bit of your guidance. And I think if I was to try and comment or give any sort of punts or, or, or bets around this, it's a little bit out of my element. So I'll let you continue, Anthony. But what a fantastic NFL was the most entertaining sport, especially for that open day. Do you know, how many uh, field goal kicks were missed? I know, wasn't incredible. And you know what? When, when we've got all these American owners taking over the Premier League clubs and things like that, this is what they're trying to create. They're trying to create the TV sport, but it's a different sport. NFL Red Zone works. It really works. It's the best entertainment on TV. Sunday night puts you in a good mood before I'm to return to work on a Monday. I can't, I can't big it up enough. I really can't. Um, if I was looking at this weekend coming... Um, you got the Vikings at the Eagles, and I know that's a Tuesday night game, so it's not technically this weekend, but Eagles offense, Vikings, off, Vikings offense, they're both so good. You'd be looking, handicap mark is at minus 2.5 to the Vikings. That's paying 13 to 8. I think that's big, but um, I tried to stay away from the handicaps and the player marks. If I was looking at players for the Vikings game, again, Jefferson receiving yards or Cousins, Cousins passing yards, but my big tip for the NFL this weekend uh, Pittsburgh Steelers um, defensive lineman TJ Watt. He's out for six weeks with a pectoral muscle. And anyone who knows TJ Watt, he is the sack king. He is unreal. Absolutely unreal. 22 and a half sacks last year. He makes that defensive line. He's out for six weeks. And no, no, we, we, I'm using the rule. We, I know the Steelers are playing the New England Patriots. Now, Patriots are nothing of what they used to be post Gronk and Brady. But if I was going to have a nice big NFL bet this weekend, I'd be looking at Damian Harris, who is the um, running back for the New England Patriots, to get a touchdown. That's playing out about seven to five on most bookies right now. And bear in mind that defensive line for the Steelers is shot. So I, I'm putting, I'm, I'm backing that this weekend. I think, yeah, Damian Harris, anytime touchdown for the New England Patriots. That's where my money's going this weekend. Nice. And I'll make sure to be um, having a few stakes in that. I know recently you've given me uh, any time uh, touchdowns as well. Some of them paid off. Obviously, mainly bet the Vikings handicap this week, which is really good. So, yeah, um, you've had a few successful ones of that. Oh, this week, yeah, I had a really good weekend. Really good weekend. Picked a lot of um, first touchdown, any touchdowns, your main big players. It was, yeah, it was fish in a barrel this weekend. It was good. It was good. Hopefully that continues. Um, yeah, I'm just glad the NFL's back. I love it. Absolutely love it. Um, we'll have to do some special things on the pods leading through the season, maybe some watch-alongs on YouTube later on, get some bets, get some more people involved. What do you reckon to that? 
No, absolutely. And it'd be good to, uh, you know, one day get a big fat American on. Let's <laughs> <laughs> even get some special guests. I do. There is a Forest fan that's a big Steelers fan. I might see if he can join us. <laughs> I'll, I'll make some contacts. That'd be great. <laughs> you can't invite yourself. You know that, right? <laughs> I'm not a big American. <laughs> I'm just big. <laughs> right. Should we move on from sport a bit? We've done a quite, a, quite intense on the sport there. Um, it was okay. A weekly segment I like to do because I'm middle-aged, you know, I've got two kids. I haven't got really life anymore apart from going down to the local non-league club. So I like to uh, reconnect with the fact that people still have lives outside of that. And I like to do a segment that's going to be called, What Did Fen Do This Week? So over to you, Fen. What a fucking week. <laughs> what a week. I think we touched on it a bit earlier. The Tyson Fury night. I'm going to go through that in the events and add just what I saw. So obviously, uh, myself, Auntie went. I actually took my mum along uh, to watch Tyson Fury. She's a big boxing fan. I've taken to a few events before. Amir Khan, Kel Brook, AJ Klitschko. Um, and she's always wanted to meet Tyson Fury. So I took her along. He was at the engine shed. First of all, can we just say Tyson Fury? A lot of people going in, quite nervous, taking a quick photo of him. Great guy. Absolutely amazing. So I'm a tattoo, he's got me tongue button on my shirt, called me his nice ink. I was like a little schoolgirl. <laughs> like an absolute thing of a Really like a little bitch. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that like 10 seconds I spoke to him felt like an hour. And you know, did you, like, did you, did you, hey, Fed, sorry, you interrupt. did you see my wife's Instagram? Did you see what she put? What did she, she She wrote on my wrote on Instagram. She puts all the picture of me and Tyson Fury. And she says, I've never, ever in the 12 years of knowing my husband seen him smile like that. And that includes the birth of our children and our wedding day. And then I had to try and rate the top five moments of my life. And oh, was it tough? That's tough. Morris at Wembley, Tyson Fury at Wembley. You know, I'm trying to slot the kids and wife in there. I'm thinking, I'm just going to be quiet. I'm just going to stay yeah. there. Keep my head down and just try and ride this one out. Yeah, she's like, kids. They're still top kids 10. Kids go before your wife. Yeah, yeah no, 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 top 10 good. They're, they're all top 10. But anyway, sorry, I interrupted. You carry on. No, I know they are some big then. So with the Tyson Fury, uh, Dillian White, probably one of the best nights of our lives and stuff. And, you know, marriage can't be that. <laughs> you can get married again. You can't see Fury White. <laughs> exactly. Um, so going on, obviously, met Tyson Fury, you know. Um, had a few beers and that in the place. It was rocking. Everyone was a good atmosphere. He came on, you know, did his speech. Absolutely fantastic. What we knew is that Tyson Fury was staying at the Hilton. So it's myself and a few of my other mates' mission to go to the Hilton, get a few photos of him, have a bit of a word. You know, we tried messaging him on Instagram. You know, <laughs> we messaged John, just seeing who else was about. So we went to the Hilton Hotel, up to the cocktail bar, had a few beers, no one to be seen. Um, and they called it a night. And, you know, bars closed, as off you go. So that disappointment in the elevator, on the way down we go. Anyways, as we get down, you'll never guess who we see. On the side of the sofas, nope, not Tyson Fury, but big John Fury eating yeah. a kebab, chips and cheese <laughs> with two other lads. So here we are, starstruck, like, oh my God, oh my God, John Fury, can we take a photo of you? And can I just say, John Fury is the biggest bloke I've ever seen. So Tyson Fury's big. He's tall, he's skinny, he's slim, he's hands are like absolutely, it looks like Stonehenge on his fucking hands. But John Fury looks like a real life juggernaut. I've never seen a man of that, style, of that size. And I managed to get John to do a nice video to my mum. Yeah, 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 that was great. I saw yeah. that. It was a great video. He was really humble, blessing. Obviously, he uh, keeps his faith in his religion quite a lot. He was obviously God blessing us and, and sending all these prayers to everyone. It was absolutely fantastic. 
And he took the, you know, the time out and his kindness to speak to us all. Um, well, we was all probably pretty rowdy, pissed up, asking for every photo video, asking him when's Tyson Fury going to knock AJ out. But he was calm, composed, really nice guy. And it's absolutely fantastic. And, and you know, John Fury, he came on before Tyson talking about um, how much of a shit boxer and how much bad upbringing he had. But without Tyson, you know, all of that would have been nothing. And he always, you know, stuck to his roots, explained that, you know, thank God for Tyson because of what he's become. You know, we were able to help, um, you know, be a bit famous, have a bit more money. But for no reason whatsoever, is John Fury smug or, you know, enjoying that celebrity lifestyle. He's the most down-to-earth person ever. And it just humbled everything. What a great guy. Humble. And I, humble. Uh, humble. Yeah. That's the word. That, humble. He's a humble guy. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and, I, no. and that was it for the week. Yeah. I, yeah. Like, normally, quite tame. Yeah. Yeah. It is quite tame. Normally, there's a lot more horrific stories that sometimes we go through. But yeah, my fuck up for the week is, um, oh, really fuck up. It was actually a good time. And uh, oh, 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 Fury. Shout out to John Fury. What a bloke. It's, it's Fen's Good News Week. We like that. We like that. Right. Okay. Let's get back to sport. Anyway. Um, right. Big shout out. So what we want to do each week, we want to give a shout out to our best performance of the week and our worst performance. Do you want me to go first this week or do you want to go? Well, we can't pick the Queen's death cancelling football. So oh, like, geez, geez. Whoa, 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 whoa. And Liverpool fans I think that no. thing that means I'm going. I think that means I'm going. <laughs> okay. Right. My big shout of the week is the Minnesota Vikings. Absolutely unreal. Destroying the Green Bay Packers. Destroying Aaron Rodgers and that offensive line. Do you know what it reminded me of? It reminded me of a Steve Bruce masterclass. You know when Steve Bruce was, was at his peak? When you Newcastle fans couldn't appreciate what a great manager you had under that current regime. The Vikings. They are my big shout out of the week. And then the worst performance of the week. Have you seen this Juventus game with the VAR? Oh, <laughs> they're sending off. Wow. Wait, they were 2-1 up. They were winning 3-2. Scored from a 3-2. Scored from a corner. The guy took his shirt off, got sent off. They VAR checked it and said he was offside. But there was a bloke stood in the corner the whole time. Half the team got sent off. Half the management got sent off. Unbelievable. Worst play of the weekend. Put the AR in the bin. Fuck it off. No need for it. Get football back to where it belongs. That's my big shout out and my worst performance of the week. Over to you, Mr. Fenn. All right, can you go? I'm going to start on a big shout out. Tell me how you can go wrong. We mentioned earlier in Ireland. Oh, serious. And I'm being serious. You know, it's an easy one to just pick. Yeah, you know, I don't, want, I don't want to go. I don't want to go too into it because every podcast going into it. But yes, wow, what a beast! Oh, yeah. And you're right. The commentators uh, they it was sickening last night. Just talking about Harland every five seconds and all this stuff. But they have every right to speak about him because he's going to win City the league quite comfortably this season. Uh, we've got to get his golden boot. We've got to get his golden boot odds up because that's surely got to be paying out already. He's in double digits near enough, and he's all competitions already. We're in September. Yeah, unreal. We're in September. Right. You know who's to thank for it? Uh, Brian Clough. Brian Clough's to thank for Erling Haaland. And I'll tell you why. <laughs> he, he originally signed the contract for uh, his dad to come to Forest, but he couldn't join until the following year when Frank Clark took over. So he knew that sperm was strong. He knew what was coming. Yeah. Brian Clough. He saw it when he was an itch in his dad's crotch. What a legend. <laughs> right. Um, What's your worst uh, performance? What's your worst performance? I'm, like, I'm going into your territory. I'm going to pick the Broncos in the NFL game. Oh, they were bad. <laughs> hey, so, and you can correct me if I'm wrong here because I have a little bit of knowledge and I did follow the game. But I'm right in thinking that Seattle, Seattle Seahawks quarterback has joined the Broncos. Is that correct? Yeah, Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson went from yeah. Seahawks to uh, Broncos, yeah. 
Yeah, so they were odds on. Um, I went for the handicap, um, thinking, you know what? Yeah, I've got this in the bag. Everyone was talking about him. You know, the whole build up, the, the hype around him. And then the main guy was the new quarterback from the South Seahawks. He was getting his name shouted every time. Can you, can you elaborate a little bit more onto the story? This is pretty much that his contract's dispute. He went over to the Broncos. He did score a rushing touchdown, which um, Russell Wilson always did. But yeah, went back to uh, went back to Seattle and got mauled, essentially. So yeah, I get that was performance of the week. Russell Wilson, essentially. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's not very I like I like you coming over to my realm. I'll come over to the US well, realm every one week. <laughs> yeah, I've gone I've gone for the two sort of former clubs then because Harland obviously get his winner against Dortmund, used to play for Dortmund. Yeah. And then on, on the back end, the bad performance, you know, when it goes wrong, going to play against your old sub and uh, not winning, yeah, never good. I like I like that link. I like that link. <laughs> Brilliant. Right. We need to bring this podcast home then. Which the clues in the title. Yeah, two filthy punts, capital P. Um, we're both going to shout out our main bets for next week. Uh, do you want to hit us up with your one first? What's your main bet for next week? Sure. Well, I've got, I've got two. I've got two bets, and it's unfortunate that the UFC this weekend is quite tight. There's no main pay-per-views, and we've already discussed the boxing and what I thought about that. So we've already discussed. So what I'm going for for my first bet is a seven to five at the moment, and it's West Ham away at Everton. West Ham are yet to get a win on this season. Okay, but they're doing well, obviously. The Europa League, I think the 3-1 already up tonight and they won the last game. Oh, didn't, they, didn't they beat Villa? Did they beat Villa? I don't think so. I think they drew one all. Oh, did they? I can't remember. They beat Villa. Yeah, it's just a TV show now, football to me. Anyway, carry on. <laughs> so, uh, seven to five against Everton. I would back anyone with their mods. Um, yeah. Everton, as we all know, have not done particularly too well. They are at home, which favours them massively. Um, sorry, I'm just going through to check if West Ham have won a game. Okay, uh, yeah. Possibly. Anyway, Maybe. carry on. Give us your second one. Give us your second one. Uh, and then I'm going the Newcastle under one handicap against Bournemouth. Uh, the main reason for that, I think Newcastle at home is going to be, uh, you know, as fantastic as it is. We've missed the West Ham game, obviously, due to the Queen dying and her passing. And Newcastle at home is a fantastic place. St. James Park's absolutely mocking. It's Eddie Howe against his old club, Bournemouth. Obviously, close to his heart. But Newcastle were very dominant first game of the season against Forest. They've only lost one game this season against Liverpool. Um, they've looked well. They've looked very competitive in every single game. Obviously, they've got points from City, Brighton away, Wolves away, back at home territory. And I just think they're going to steamroll Brighton. I think yeah, they've scored like fourteen it. goals in their last uh, last few games against them. Right, and uh, sorry, Bournemouth have scored eleven as well, so it's close. Um, yep. Bournemouth and Newcastle uh, um, tend to do score against each other, but Newcastle, I believe, won four one at Bournemouth in their last game against them in the Premier League. And, and we, think, we were we were talking earlier, and I was saying about the over three and a half goals in that game. But I like your Ben Moore. I definitely like your Ben Moore. Absolutely. And just to clarify, yeah, West Ham did beat Villa 1-0 at Villa Yeah, Park. sorry. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. I think West Ham need to get the ball rolling. They've made some good signings. They cannot stay at the bottom half of the table. And I think Everton suits them perfectly. It was a bit like when I said to you when Forrest will play with West Ham. Their styles, you know, the counter-attack. Forrest are going to, they're going to do well here today. Um, and I think West Ham at 7-5 to five against Everton. You can't go too wrong there. So yeah, under one handicap, two to, uh, under one handicap to Newcastle. West Ham to win. It's unfortunate it's football. It's not what I want to go for. I do prefer, you know, UFC boxing um, to get it right. But they're my punts for the week. Um, I like those filthy punts. They're 
filthy sense, filthy. And I've already given you mine for the week uh, earlier on. It's in the NFL, New England Patriots, rushing touchdown for Damian Harris, paying out seven to five. Those odds are huge with no TJ Watt in the Steelers starting lineup. That is Ben Heppel's two filthy punts for this week. Thank you for joining us. Uh, we will be back with more content next week. Um, big shout out to everyone that's joined the movement, following us on Instagram. That's at Two Filthy Punts on Instagram. We're going to be getting more YouTube content out there. Baker's working on some merch. I'm well up for a Two Filthy Punts tea and beanie hat when he gets all that sorted. We'll give you shout outs about that later on. Uh, any closing remarks from you, Mr. Fenn? Only Fenn. Yeah, only fans now. It's been fantastic. I think obviously to get the first one out of the way, a little bit of research needs to do on my behalf. But what I'm here, I'm here to make everyone money, not really think. So uh, that's been good. And they just reiterate two full three punts. It is a capital P. Um, so just making sure. But no, in all seriousness, it's been a good time. We're going to be back on next week. Um, hopefully to discuss where we've been and how our bets did for this weekend. Yep. Hopefully we've made a few people a few quid. So people that follow. And then obviously yep. we're going to go through next week and see what we get through. But yeah. Big event this weekend, the boxing. Obviously, it's going to take everyone's. Um, that's probably going to be the biggest, biggest worldwide sporting event, um, obviously followed by the Premier League. And then, yeah. NFL. Good. Great. Great. <laughs> and just remind everyone, bet responsibly, bet where you can afford, you know, don't go crazy. This is all about fun. It's about having a good time, sharing what we think, and uh, join the movement. We're, uh, we're here to stay. We're here for a good time and a long time. Thanks very much, Ben. See you next week. Bye, everyone. Take care. See you guys later. Bye.